What's up? Georgia, I need to get into the crime prevention building. I left all my podcast stuff and we're recording tonight. Can you let me in? Actually, I can just let you in on my app. Hang on. There you go, you can go on in. I love that she can let me in with the app. That is so cool. All right, yes, oh, yep, yep. Thank you so much, you're the best. Since 1975, crime prevention has helped to protect homes, families, and businesses. Stay in touch with your business from anywhere with their app. View cameras, control your thermostat, even access control. Worry less and connect more with crime prevention. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Whoa. That's my Joey Lawrence, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> we made Kyle practice it right before the episode. <laughs> We'll, we'll get it, Kyle. We'll yeah, get it. I am your host, Colin Austin, and to my left is the man who has a pizza my heart, no. Michael Dees. <laughs> no. What's up, Mike? You want to hear a pizza joke? Yeah, let's hear it. Oh, uh, never mind. It's too cheesy. Oh. Uh, 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 did you come up with that, Joanna? That was all you? You go- uh, Googled, Googled it. it. She Googled solid it. Okay. Googled it. Solid, solid Googling there, Joanna. Oh, you guys, hey, look, this episode, man, episode 96, man, ah, oh, I'm so juiced. Um, I want to give mad love to some of our sponsors. You know, there are a handful of companies in Gainesville that are just trusted hometown favorites, and one of those is Crime Prevention Security Systems, or CPSS, as you see on yard signs all over town. Uh, this family-owned and operated security company was started by UF grads John Pastor and Randy Elrod back in 1975. Today, they are the local leader in securing families, homes, and businesses, and this is real security, y'all. All All right, this is a professionally installed and monitored, which is what you want when it comes to protecting those you love. I've met the team at CPSS, and they are crazy passionate about what they do, like crazy passionate, And, and it shows in their quality of work, and it explains how they've earned the trust of thousands of your friends and neighbors that they proudly serve, call or visit them online at cpss.net. Definitely support our sponsors, you guys. Like this, this, These guys right here, they invest so much into this community and I'm just so grateful uh, for their support of this podcast. Uh, you know, Georgia, she's a personal friend of mine <laughs> and like I just absolutely adore her and I just super grateful to you guys. So thank you for supporting our podcast podcast and um you know let's let's what's what's up next man what's up next we got an event coming up in a couple weeks okay uh, it's the entrepreneurship collective at uf uh, has your chance to win three thousand dollars network with local tech leaders innovators and entrepreneurs and bringing an innovative product to life this 24-hour hackathon style competition is your chance to put everything you learned into practice and an opportunity to collaborate with like-minded individuals the event will be catered and sponsored by some of Gainesville's top businesses. Additionally, many of these businesses will be here at the event scouting out new recruits. You do not want to miss this event. You can find out more information on Facebook. Uh, they're on Facebook at Innovation Sprint, and you can find them on Instagram at Innovation Sprint GNV. That's I N N O V A T I O N. 
S-P-R-I-N-T-G-N-V. And also, also, my boy Noah Wilburn is helping with the seventh annual Silent Gala. Um, you guys, it's on March 21st and starts with the red carpet at 5 p.m. 6 p.m. is the start of the show. Connect with the North Florida Signing Alliance on Facebook. Tickets are available for the event through Eventbrite on their Facebook page. And the purpose of North Florida Signing Alliance is to spread awareness for equal communication and increase awareness of the deaf culture in North Central Florida. And you guys, if you're a nonprofit or you're you're a business here in Gainesville and you just have an event happening and you want us to give it a little shout out on the show, hit us up. Just You can go to whoagnv.com, fill out the contact form, send it to me, and, and we'll give, you, give it a little bit of love. We want to like definitely fill your incredible event uh, up with tons of people. So whatever we can do to help. Help us help we, you. We love you guys. <laughs> and uh, we, we don't want, obviously we can't like do everybody's event because this intro would be 25 minutes long instead of, you know, the 10 minutes it sometimes <laughs> goes on to uh so you know but but we'll get as many of them as we can and uh we just super appreciate you got all y'all support but i'm ready to get into the show right now you ready to go ready to do this all right today on the show we have kyle cohen box folder toilet cleaner (laughs) carpet sweeper storyteller and owner of leonardo's pizza of mill hopper that's why we had the little cheesy pizza puns at the beginning and they're excellent kyle what's up man welcome to our show thank you for having me really appreciate you uh inviting me on it's uh real neat a lot of really cool people have sat in this chair over here and it's a pretty cool honor what's it like now that you've seen all these episodes now you're like sitting in that chair and you're like coming to the studio is that what you expected or you're like this is weird no i mean it's about time you had me on to be honest (laughs) (laughs) Uh, right on i mean we're kicking a lot of ass what do you think of our little studio this is awesome it's really cool um super comfortable uh you guys have done your best to get me prepared for the show and you know get me hyped up and I'm ready to do this. Well, thing. and in good fashion, look at you Came bringing, <laughs> coming in with a big <laughs> bottle of wine. What you got over there on wine wine? This is uh, Impero. It's a, a wine, and we'll probably touch on this a little bit too. I have we had, I changed uh, wine distributors. Uh, one of the first things that I did. This guy was a real strong hustler, and uh, now we serve better wine than ever before for a cheaper price than the, what they were paying before. Okay, that's great. Yeah. So, so this is a Italian Cabernet uh, imported from <laughs> Italy. Uh, they only sell to restaurants, so you can't buy it in the stores. So you have to come to, Le- to Leonardo's Millhopper to get to it. Get it? Awesome! And you brought some. Well, you brought a pie. Right. Our famous Big Leo. Uh, you know, it's our top selling pie. Six toppings on it: sausage, mushroom, onion, green pepper, pepperoni. It's what made Leonardo's famous. Uh, our you know ridiculous garlic knots. Uh, we hand tie. We, we hand tie the dough every morning. Uh, we make the butter fresh every day. Um, and then it's a new cannoli pie that we have from a local baker called Pies Abilities. Real cool story, you could look them up. Um, you know, we don't need to get into it too much, but really cool lady uh, who made this, uh, the cannoli pie uh, exclusively for Leonardo. So it's another thing that can, you, if you wanna eat it, you can only get it at Leonardo's Mill Hopper. Cool. Well, it's like a requirement basically for people who are like food people being interviewed on the podcast to bring food. Yes. So, so you did a great yeah. job there. <laughs> so like, I mean, let's go ahead and hand some of it yeah. out so I, can it so I can eat my dinner while we do this because I mean, dang, it looks delicious. I mean, look that. That's right. Uh, yeah, this is, I'm so proud of my staff and everything we do and the quality of, of what we serve. You know, sometimes you... It's a huge piece, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not messing around here. 
So this is a bad time to tell you that I'm the vegetarian of the yeah, group. Yeah, so. he can't even eat it. <laughs> oh, you got you some garlic, the rolls, yeah, you got yeah. some garlic rolls I will, I will kill some garlic Here, rolls. <laughs> boom, boom, let's go. <laughs> All right, so Kyle's handing out the pizza, and we're going to get right into the story. So, <coughs> so Kyle, I mean, you've seen the episodes, man. Yep. You know what we do. Great. We like to throw it back, origin story, like what got you here to Gainesville, what got you into this business. Just give, give us your story, man. Let's do sure this. Thing. Uh, I started at the University of Florida in 1986, uh, graduated in 91. Um, I grew up in West Palm. I met my uh, the girl who would be my wife. Uh, we were living in Fort Lauderdale. I uh, got an opportunity to get a sales job um, up here in uh, 90, or to, yeah, 98 is when we moved back into town. Um, when you were in school, what did you get your degree in? I was a speech communication major. I was going to be a uh, speech writer. And then I found out that young speech writers volunteer and they, they don't get paid. <laughs> Getting paid is really important. Uh, so and you go to college, you pay for college right, to like yeah, learn that, to, right? Yeah, <laughs> they don't volunteer to teach you that stuff. <laughs> no, they, they left that part Turns out. out. Uh, like, oh wait. So uh, yeah, so I got into sales. Um, I worked uh, for Office Depot in corporate sales, and back then one of my one of my jobs was to teach University of Florida buyers and the buyers at GRU how to do this new thing called online ordering. Uh, and that was you know, before the internet when it was still kind of new and I gave classes at, at, in GRU's conference rooms and going from department to department over at UF. And that went great until um, you know, it, it just kind of got tired of it. I bought a restaurant in 2003, I bought Wingzone. It's a takeout delivery place, chicken wing place right on, on <coughs> University Avenue. And that went great uh, until about 2010. Uh, the price of chicken wings went from about $30 a case when we first bought the restaurant to almost $100 a case. Uh, it's hard to make money. Oh, you said that was the one that was here? Correct, yeah. Oh, the right one on, over on University? Yeah, it was on University okay. Avenue, um, kind of near 6th Street over there. Um, they've since, uh, you know, we got out of it just in time. Um, you know, they've since, they, I think they flipped owners a couple of times and now there's nobody in that space where we were before. Um, I had another sales job. Uh, the last couple of years of that really started taking my soul. Uh, my wife, out of the blue, came to me. You know, we we're in the house, and uh, she brought her laptop to me and said, um, "What do you think this place is?" She showed me a business listing, and it was you know, family-owned deep dish pizza, open in Gainesville since 1976. I'm like, "Yeah, it's Leonardo's Millhopper." She said, "You want to buy it?" And I said, well, we just ate there last Wednesday. And I, I, I thought she wanted to get another pizza. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, cool, yeah, I'm always down for some more Leonardo's. She goes, no, buy it. I was like, wow, no shit. <laughs> so I'm like, we could do that? So yeah, we started working on the deal in, uh, in September of 2017. We finished it in April 2018, and we've been cruising ever since. All right, real quick, so he can eat. Like, get, get, go ahead and like get him some of the garlic rolls there because they look delicious, and and he feels left out. <laughs> just, take the, just take the whole thing. Man. Just take the whole thing there, Michael. Beautiful. Um, Thank you. All right, so I mean, and all the all of this was really stemming from the fact that you were in a sales job that you didn't like. Correct. And that was locally. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was working for a, a DME company, uh, you know, selling wheelchairs, and so like, people don't come to you. Um, when when they're buying wheelchairs, it's not the most awesome part of their life. So after a while, it really wears on you. And uh, my wife was just tired of you know me being kind of angry and depressed all the time. Okay. Um, so this getting into Leonardo's was really her 
you know, just being an awesome wife and looking out for me. And it's, you know, it's really cool. How long had you guys been married? It's tw- this year will be 24 years. Okay. And All right. So did you guys, I mean, I'm trying to like, do no, that not, in college. Not, no. In college yeah, not in college. No, we have a mixed marriage. She went to Florida state. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> tough sometimes. Oh. Uh, I mean, I can imagine yeah. Uh, that's that's always tough. <laughs> um, and so was she really kind of like nudge? Was she the one that was really nudging? Absolutely. This? Yeah. 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 This was her idea. I had no idea that she had it in her head. Um, she brought it to me, and you know, once she you know started the engine, then it was it was go time. And I was like, sweet, this is awesome, and it has been. It's been you know better than I could have imagined. So, what's her background, and what made her so interested in it? Yeah, her background's being my wife. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, I will find anything for you to do yeah, that's not no, making you miserable. Just, I mean, you know, I, I'm, you know. Are you a, like, pretty easygoing guy? I really am, like, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm a really happy, you know, and and fun dude. And, and for a couple of years there, that kind of went away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, you know, being a, the great partner and, you know, I'm a lucky dude. And, and uh, you know, we work together to get it all done. Simply being in a, in a job that you did not like. Yeah. Just, it was just it, I mean, me. it's so draining, right? Like, yeah. it just, like. It just takes everything away. People don't really, like, I mean, even when I was speaking today, I was speaking today at, at the University of Florida, I'm talking to these students, and I'm just like, man, like, don't, there's so much pressure to, like, make your parents happy right. and to, like, satisfy, really satisfy everybody that's around us, and, you know, right. and and we, we put too much weight on the opinion of others, right. and we don't put enough weight on the fact that, like, I have to do this for a long time, or, yeah. you know, like, this is this is what I'm doing, I, I, like, I need to be happy doing it. It's, right, it's so important, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of my daughter, uh, she went through the zoo program at Santa Fe, and she's working at Naples Zoo now, and really chasing her dreams and being happy, and, you know, she's way smarter than me. Does she me. know Inspector Planet? I don't know. I don't. She might have seen her. Probably she might have come. I'm friends with Inspector yeah, Planet. No, no, she no. wants to hook up. Yeah, like you know, yeah. I, I can connect them. That'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> they'll work on that. But she's. I mean, she figured it out. And a lot of young people. I mean, they, they probably you've talked to too. They've figured it out a lot faster than. I don't want to speak for everybody that's 50 years old, but you know, uh, it took me a long time to figure that out. How important being happy in your job is. And now that I have, and that now that I have that, it's it's pretty awesome. All right, so walk me through the the process a little bit. Like, is this like finding a Craigslist listing? Where did your wife find this? It was yeah, on a business listing, like um, like real estate. They have business business business, business for sale. Yeah. Did did it have the name or no? no it did it not. Just like just, pizza place. Correct. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that's when Michelle brought it to me. She showed me the listing and all of the description, and it was the only place that it could be. It was remarkably specific. Right. Did uh, it have pictures and stuff too, saying, or no? No, it didn't. Have it pictures. didn't have pictures. No. Was, okay. Yeah. But there's only. I mean, it said Chicago style deep dish pizza open since 1976, family owned and operated the whole time, and so I'm like, yeah, you want another big Leo? <laughs> She's like, no, I want the whole damn thing. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so what was it for? Like, what was the sale price? Three hundred. Okay. Yeah. And I've got an SBA loan. Um, I had uh, my business broker help me get it. Uh, it was an arduous task. If you can avoid getting an SBA loan, I recommend avoiding it. Um, How long was that process? It took from the time we started uh, the deal until we closed. Took six months. Okay. And even no joke, the the day before the closing, uh, the loan company is like, "Oh yeah, could you send us five more forms?" I'm like, well, "Like, I have my accountant's office scheduled tomorrow afternoon." Now, I mean, the seller in that process, mm-hmm. like, I mean, 
are you are you like communicating with them that we want to we're want to buy the business and we're getting an SBA loan? Like, yes. what was that? What was that conversation like? Because I'm just thinking myself as a, like if I was selling the business and I'm hearing that, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be a six month process. Like, I mean, are they entertaining other you know offers at the time? Like, no, how did, how, how does that all go down? Yeah, they'd had it listed for a while. Uh, the employees didn't know. Uh, not a lot of people knew that they had it you know, as a listing. Uh, the broker, I worked with a business broker. My broker tried to get in touch, well, got in touch with the broker, that the listing broker. And this person said that they don't work with other brokers. So they wanted the whole commission to themselves. Uh, so my guy eventually got in touch with the previous owners um, and he ended up getting the whole commission for himself because this person didn't want to you know, play nice. Hmm. So yeah, it took us a while to get it started. Um, and we might talk about more, more about this later. They, did, they were remarkable people. They built a, a great business. And I'm, Why I'm were they selling? I mean, they were, um, it was a, a, a couple, <coughs> they had gotten divorced about seven or eight years ago, um, and they've been doing it for almost 40 years. So it was seven or eight years prior to? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And they were the original owners? Uh, they bought it, it was the one original owner, after about three years, they, they bought the place. Okay. Uh, so the, like by the Slice downtown and 706, have had, they've had different owners you know, since 1979. Uh, so yeah, it's so you know they had they they were kind of split in time in the restaurant, um, and when you're used to making this money and now you're suddenly making half of that money, it's not as much fun. Yeah, and oh, again, they've been doing it, they did it for almost four decades, which right. is ridiculous. Yeah, no, in the was, restaurant. I was business. just curious if it was yeah. like retirement, like they're, yeah, you know, and that's like what they they've both retired. They're enjoying their lives and hopefully live, you know, living very happy and, and being proud of, of us and you know, what we've done since we took over. Okay, you as a buyer coming in, like what is your, what is your like, <laughs> excuse me, what is your thought process? Um, you know, like they're just disclosing financials to you, mm-hmm. you're like evaluating, trying to make your own determination whether or not it's actually worth $300,000. Like what, what were the steps that you were taking yeah, through we, that process? Um, th- you know, so a lot of what they did, and remarkably enough, uh, they did it all on paper, did it all by hand. They used a cash register, um, had paper records of all their tax returns and, and bank deposits. Uh, so, you know, ordinarily when you're um, it, when you're going through and, and determining whether all, all those numbers and you're looking at things, you ask for somebody for uh, the information in the morning and they email it to you in the afternoon. <coughs> So what happened was I asked for it on a Tuesday and then the following Thursday, we met over at Beef O'Brady's with a banker's box full of, full of paper that I ended up you know, having to pay my accountant to go through all the information and you know, make sure that all that, if, like if it was in QuickBooks or if they had emailed me files, you know, we could have done it in you know, 45 minutes. Uh, so it took them about two weeks to, to go through all the paperwork to say, yeah, they're really nice and honest people and they've been doing good business for 45 years. Yeah. So. So through the process, you're going through the process, yeah. you're getting an SBA loan. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like trying to put myself in your shoes, right? Yeah. Like yeah. wondering, okay, I'm going through this process. Yeah. Like It was crazy. That, that's the part of business that everybody hates is like the actual mm-hmm. like paperwork, let me get my right. tax returns together. Sure. You need, you know, three years of personal, three years of yes. you know business, and, and you no, need, and need me to sign my like firstborn to you, like, all, like everything, right? Yes, <laughs> and every time you thought I was done filling out forms, I'm like, yeah, I need seven more forms. I'm like, I just sent you five yesterday. Yeah, but we forgot to send you these. And then when you fill those out, then it's sent you. We just noticed this and we need to understand like why this little change happened. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So going through all of that fun stuff, Mm -hmm. 
like I just know me, I would be thinking about what's the first thing I'm going to change? What's the first thing that I'm going to do? <laughs> right. Like what like what was going through your mind? Like the same type of thing? Sure. Okay. Well, not changing so much as improving and updating and and upgrading. Uh, you know, you you saw, you see how f- delicious this food is, right? Everything we bring to the table is, it's just ridiculous how good and how delicious our food is. I'm really proud of the product that we put on the table. So I'm more of a operation, when it comes to a restaurant business, I'm more of an operational guy. So I need to give my employees the ability, the tools to make their jobs easier, which in turn will make the customers happier. So how can we do this, but do it about four minutes faster? And how can we do that and do it about you know three minutes faster? And so, you know, it's my job to give them the tools to make all those things happen to make sure that we're keep, <coughs> keeping the customers happy. And then, you know, as as we've grown revenue over the last two years, and and we have, um, how can we continue to turn tables faster? So now it's you know before it was getting people in the building and in the tables. Now it's how can I turn those tables faster? Okay, but from from an operational standpoint, mm-hmm. somebody who I mean, how much restaurant experience did you have before owning a restaurant? Had you been in the first time? None. You're right. Um, so and so but, I'm just, but like now, I'm just I'm just yeah. curious. Like, were yeah. you looking at like I, I mean. There was a lot. I'm was there, were there any nerves? Like, like were you nervous? Were you no, like, oh, really like, I don't wasn't. know, I don't know and what I'm doing. I'm no. literally stepping into something. Yeah. All I had, well, at first, really, all I had to do is not mess it up. And so those first couple of months, and a lot of customers said that to I me. I try not to mess up every single day, <laughs> and I do a pretty good job of messing up. Oh no, something it, it was <laughs> no, no. We have we have a great staff, and I'll I'll talk a little. Our, my manager's been there for 22 years. He I tell people all the time that I'm just the owner and he's the boss. And a lot of what we do operationally, he did the best he could with the tools that he had at the time. So how many people do you have? 17 total employees. Okay, and how many of them were with the previous owner? Almost all of them. Okay, almost all of them. So yeah. they all stayed through that transition. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we've done, and they're all, I think, you know, I don't wanna, it, sometimes it's hard for me to talk without sounding like I'm disparaging, because I'm not, I, I don't mean to be, but I, but I think that they're all happier now than they were before. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good because they're well. Well, look, they're, I mean, it's they're, better than them not being happy, right, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're you know they're they're, Trans- they're more are hard. They're right, but they're more efficient in their work. They have they there's just one signal from management where there might have been a couple different ones before. Um, there's you know, they're all making more money than they were before. Whether it's the servers because they're taking more tables, uh, the kitchen staff got raises, the managers all got raises, my general manager got a big raise. So they all know that as you know, as they continue to grow with me, you know, this you know this sea is going to keep rising, and they're mm-hmm. going to keep going with it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, tra- transitions are hard. So being able to have any continuity, I, I wouldn't be too humble about that at all. I think that's proof that that uh, what you were able to step in and do is is working. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, it's it's hard. I've been a lot of been in a lot of transitions in different walks of life, whether it was professionally or in student clubs or whatever, and. It's hard. You get the people that are that are stuck in the old ways, don't want to embrace any changes, don't right. want to listen to new leadership, <laughs> right. and and to have that kind of continuity is just it's crazy. To it, it's been re- it's been really rewarding for me, not just you know business wise, but personally too, that they've all bought into you know, hey, this guy's pretty cool. All right. So how long have you had it now? Almost two years. Cool, and man. Twenty nineteen was the biggest year in Leonardo's history. 
Okay. Yeah, we beat, so 2018 I had for three quarters, right? We, our sales were up about four and a half, five percent in 2018. 2019, we're up another 6% on top of that. And now just in January, we're up another, January was another 6% on top of last year. Okay, so yeah. what do you specifically attribute that to? Me, of course. <laughs> yes. Ah, yes. No, we humble we've been, CEO. We've been, no. <laughs> Business. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's funny. No, I'm but just no, playing with you. But um, no, what we've done is we've become more involved in the community. So Leonardo's has always had, Leonardo's Millhopper has always had a great local following. The base, you know, the, our customers are super loyal. They, they, you know, our staff knows a lot. And now I've come to learn a lot of our customers by their names their family situation, like we have like real conversations. It's, it's a really neat relationship that my staff has with our customers. So that base was there. And again, that's, that's the part that all I had to do was not mess it up. So now how can I take that and make it bigger? Well, you know, I'm active in the Chamber of Commerce. You know, we do a lot of stuff with that. I, I was at a meeting this morning with the Chamber. Uh, where we, and one of the things that I really um, enjoy doing is our spirit nights that we have uh, for schools and school organizations. Uh, the, we do uh, bands, you know, my, both of my kids are in middle school, high school bands. Um, the basketball team, baseball team, we're friends with kids on swim teams. So we do spirit nights for, for mm-hmm. them and it's all day long. And so with my customers and when we do those, I donate 10% of sales, whether somebody tells me or not. So whether you know that we're happy, you just came into Leonardo's anyway. So you come into and you know you get a couple of pizzas. Well, ten percent. Whether you tell me your 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 friend's kids on the Behold swim team, right? You're cutting a check to that organization. Correct. Yeah. So we raised right around the four thousand dollars last year doing that. So what that cool. does, yeah. So it's cool for us to give that money to you know you think of bands that you know a lot of these kids don't have the money to make their fair share payments or to make repairs on their trumpets mm-hmm. or whatever they are. So it's easy money for us to, you Those know. Those trumpet dents, dude? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> right, so like some valve oil. <laughs> I used to play trumpet when I was in high school. Right. Like you would like dent that sucker and be like, oh man, right. mom's gonna be so mad. <laughs> so now, right, so now Leonardo's will help pay for that to, to, to get it fixed. So it, it does a couple of things. So it, it's rewarding to us. You know, I, I, you know, it's really important for me to use this vehicle of this restaurant that I have to help other people as well, whether it's my employees or people in the community. Uh, the other thing too, really, is that people get us back on their rotation. Like, I haven't thought of your place in ten years. I haven't. Mm-hmm. You know, I have. I drive by Leonardo's every day up and down Twenty Third Avenue, and I haven't stopped in. You know, since you know, nineteen ninety five. Well, now they are. So whether it's to support their kids, and then they're like, God, I forgot how freaking delicious this shit right. is. <laughs> and, and so now they're back and it's it's worked and it's you know got us repeat customers from, you know, so as we give to the community, the community's giving back to us. All right, so what's been the biggest surprise since you've uh, taken ownership of like, what's been like, the, oh, oh man, I had no idea about that or like yeah. what, what or whatever. Surprise, honestly, it's been, it's been how easy it's been. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. And how much fun it's been. I mean, Running like, a business is not easy. Yeah. It's, it's again, my, my <laughs> staff and my general manager uh, are just, they're so awesome. And I'm so really, inexperienced, you said. Yes, and I'm, I'm really fortunate to helps. have them. Our, our relationship is like we're at the point now where Charles is my general manager, and I apologized to him this morning, and I told him I was going to say this, that um, you know, it's going to sound like I'm in love with you, like a little bit. <laughs> like, and I apologize because I am, and and you know, it's, we're at the point now, almost two years together. We spend almost every day together. Uh, we finish each other's sentences. We do one of these, and we know what the other guy's thinking. Um, 
he, I think that he appreciates the, the tools and the authority that I've given to him. The staff knows, and I tell customers all the time, and I've said it once already, he's the boss. I'm just the owner. Uh, so when he, you know, he runs the schedule, the ordering, you know, so much involved in the day-to-day operations of the store. Um, and he talks about it quite a bit too, that he knows that it, it's his job to make my job easy. What's the biggest challenge so far? Um, not, not getting over obsessed with things. You know, mm. you know, I'm super, I'm not competitive and I've heard you talk about like how you want to, you know, be super competitive with other people that do similar things to you do. And I'm not that way. I'm similar. I'm super competitive with myself. So what I did yesterday or a year ago or a month ago or last week, I want to do better than that. And so for me, like right now, it's like, I could like feel my phone like burning in my pocket because I want to check sales on what's happening right now because we were super busy today. But uh, so I want to see how we're doing compared to last year and last week. And, you know, that's the thing that I, I try to do a better job of, of not doing that as much. And it's just kind of maintaining the balance of my life. So what is the pizza community like here in Gainesville? I mean, there's obviously some stalwarts. Do you guys like fraternize? Do you stay away from each other? Do you, do you ever go sit down at Satchel's and, and, and have pizza there? I honestly haven't been there in a long time. Uh, we, um, and it's, it's difficult for me to go anywhere else because I'm so you know proud of what we do and our food is so good, uh, you know I, honestly I don't, I don't get out that much. You know if I'm not if I'm not in the restaurant, I just kind of relax at home. So I like to talk about the food because I'm a foodie. So yeah. I you you inherited this this Chicago style yeah. uh, pizza place, and it's it's the only one I know of here in Gainesville. Is that something that like? You, you wanted to stick to because it was historic. It had its roots. Have you thought about changing the menu much? Do you go out? And do, you, do you go to Chicago and and get a taste of the real thing? Like, I have I have been to Chicago. Our pieces will is I'll put it up against anybody's. Um, I have not thought about changing the menu. I've had thousands of people tell me not to, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you know, we're talking about a three or four generation legacy restaurant now. You know, Leonardo's been open for 45 years. That's ridiculous. You know, you talk about um, a place, like the Swamp was on, you know, mm-hmm. on, the, on the podcast. They've been open for 25 years. If we close today, they would have to stay open for another 22 years, right, to, to just to catch up to where we are now. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. So what's your favorite Chicago pizza besides your own? Uh, Giordano's. Giordano's, yeah. okay. I was like writing out a whole bunch. I mean, Uno's, there's uh, <laughs> right. Lou Mal's, there's Pequod's, right. there's Lou so Malani's, many, yeah. Right. Lou Malani's is good but too. You're, you're but I've, yeah, I've been to Giordano's a lot. A lot. Uh, I have a friend that used to live up in Chicago, I would go mm-hmm. visit, and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful city. Uh, great eating. Gotta be fat if I lived there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so like you look, so now you've been doing this for two years, you said right. the sales were the highest they've ever been in 2019. Correct. Which is awesome, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Um, I mean, are you kind of in like a grow, grow, grow mode? Are you like, where, where's your mind at looking at 2020, 2021? Like, do you see like expanding locations? Do you like, like what's in your future now? Yeah. I, I, we are in growth mode and, and I think that what, what I've done and, and, you know, we talk about having a plan going in, right? So it wasn't menu tweaking or, you know, things like that. It was just, um, it was a lot of infrastructure that we did. I've spent about fifty thousand um, repl- dollars. We 
bought new air conditioning units. We replaced the ceilings, replaced the refrigerators, uh, the window and the oven. So we've spent a lot of money inside on infrastructure and, and the POS that we have. Uh, so we've spent this time building this base. That's point of sale system. Sorry, for not piece of shit. Right, yeah, no, not that. that. Oh, we always well, so, sometimes they are, but. I mean, everybody <laughs> in the business world knows what a POS is. Right, but. so we, right, so, we, so part of, so that was all part of the process and giving my staff the tools to be more efficient so that I could drive this revenue. So I didn't want to do what we're doing now, you know, in, 2020, if I had done this a year and a half ago, it just would have pissed a lot of people off. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have been able to handle the volume that we're doing now without the tools that we have in order to handle it. So I've been really internally focused for the, for this whole time, and now it's like full kill mode. And you know, so we did in December, you know, the big the, was the biggest month in Leonardo's history. So there were a couple of weeks there that were like, we set a new weekly record, and then the next week we beat that one. Okay, but why the month of December? Like what was it? Was there something that you did? Well, there's a couple like, of things. Yeah. So the whole fourth quarter of last year con <coughs> continued to build. We continued to build momentum off of you know whatever we've been doing. It's really starting to kick in now. Um, and then December, honestly, a lot of people come in to visit. They have to get their Leonardo's fix. Uh, so we have a lot of big families come in, and and it was. That being said, I mean. We, we beat last year's December, you know, by almost 20%. Uh, so, and then that has continued through January and now the first week of February continues to grow like that. So that momentum has continued to roll um, and we're able to handle it. There are these, a couple of things that I talk about with the staff is uh, I wanted to, first thing I wanted to do was raise a ceiling. I'll get, uh, actually I'm kind of rambling, but I'll get back to your answer in a second. I wanted to raise a ceiling, but I also wanted to raise the floor. So what does that mean? So the top end sales, like how do we push that? So that's the ceiling, and we've done that. And it was actually kind of, it wasn't that challenging. The hard thing is to raise the floor. So when it's slow, like what are those numbers, right? So now our slow weeks now are those pretty good weeks that used to be a couple, you know, a couple of years ago. So now it's like at the end of the week, we're like, God, it felt kind of slow. And then you look at the number and you're like, well, shit, we did more than you know what used to be a busy week. Uh, as far as going forward, uh, so what the well so those weeks in December what that tells me is that there's capacity to continue to grow so if I did that you know for a couple of weeks in December if we did that revenue why can't I do that in July and August so that's so yeah that's the mindset frame that I'm in now do you do you suffer much seasonality we don't really you know we're six miles in a world apart right. from campus right so i don't depend a lot on you know students and professors and things like that it's a lot of families working guys you know we, our lunch business is crazy pizza's always in season yeah and and <laughs> well and also we have the population to handle our revenue right too so it's not you know it's so weird that we when we talk about gainesville and business in gainesville how we judge distance right and and my office or the Leonardo's is what five miles from here, right? It's like, oh, man, I never drive on 13th Street, it's so far away, right? It's five miles away, it's not that far. What's uh, I mean, through through this, from and I'm not talking about just starting you know or buying this business, right? But I'm talking about through your entire career, mm -hmm. like, what's like the biggest uh lesson that you've learned through all of it? You know, you gotta do what makes you happy. 
you know, and that's, it took me a long time to figure that out. And it took, you know, like we've talked about, it took Michelle kind of prompting me to, to get into that mindset. And then the other thing is too, is, is that, and I've learned this from the previous biz, when we had Wing Zone too, um, is that the more you help people, the more it's gonna come back to you. And, and it's just so rewarding to use, you know, this life that I have to try to use it to help other people, whether it's, you know, you know, whether it's school groups or charities or all the things that we do, you know, we we donate the extra pizzas that we have at the end of the night. We donate those to the homeless shelter every night. So it's over the course of the year, it comes to almost forty thousand dollars worth of food that we donate to help people that you know their lives aren't as cool as mine. And it's it's fun to be able to do that. What's the? I mean, when you were talking about wing zone and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, what years did you have that? Two thousand three to two thousand ten. Okay. And you had made the de- the decision that to sell that and get out of that, and it was just mainly because of the decreasing margins. We just stopped making money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it was it impossible. Just re- it just reached that point, or did you realize that it was getting to that point, and you're like, oh man, like we no, need, we, need re- we need to dip out, or you're like, no, we're losing money, we got to get out. Yeah, no, it reached that point. Okay, yeah, it, I wish I was smart enough to figure it out sooner, but I wasn't. Uh, so that's so you, when you ask about some of the lessons that I've learned and people have asked me and you kind of did too, <coughs> if we're going to open more locations, no is the answer. <laughs> I'm good with this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the main reason there? Like what? Why? It's so, the hardest thing to do in the restaurant business is to go from one location to two, um, and and we tried to do it before, and that's that was besides all the external factors. You know, there's a lot of macro things that we couldn't control. Mm-hmm. But micro-wise, going to two locations was a really bad. I made all the bad mistakes too. Picked a bad real estate deal. Uh, took a loan that I shouldn't have taken. Uh, hired people that I shouldn't have hired. Uh, so it, it went downhill pretty quick. You know, in the restaurant business, Leonardo's Millhopper is a is an anomaly in this business. You don't. I said to somebody either yesterday or today, you don't get out of this thing alive. So for the previous owners, for Greg and Tina, to be able to sell this thing, this remarkable place that they built you know, with a little bit of money in their pocket, it's pretty cool. So I wanna talk a little bit about the review game because it's something that we deal with a lot and I sure. feel like restaurants especially, mm-hmm. like there's so much volatility, like you put out a consistent product, but mm-hmm. like, do, do you do you read them? Do you obsess over them? You're competitive with yourself. Do you I, do you play that game or? I, I don't. We, we I, honestly we don't get a lot of reviews. Uh, our our demographic is a little bit older, uh, but the ones that we do get we're four points. Not that I've looked, but we're four point seven on Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're four point eight on TripAdvisor. Um, nobody uses Yelp anymore. They try to sell me ads all the time. But they, uh, yeah. they, uh, they they look. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they maybe don't leave a whole lot of reviews, but they uh, definitely still look. Uh, That's always the hard. I, part. I, honestly, I don't know what mm-hmm. a Yelp or a Yelp number is, but on, on mm-hmm. Google and TripAdvisor, yeah, we're solid. Uh, do you feel like you have to? I, you know, I mean, it sounds like you have all this growth and it sounds like a lot of it has come from, you know, a, a rediscovery yes. mechanism in the community, Correct. you know, people, and a lot of that's probably coming through the programs at the schools and that kind of thing that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, did you have like a marketing strategy when you took over? You're like, all right, like I need to get word out that, hey, like management, management has changed. You know, you always see that a lot of times. It's right. like, hey, now under, un, new un, un, under new management and like really kind of like using that as a, as a tool to like uh, bring in new business and that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Was there any of that? Was there yeah. anything that you'd done at all? Like what was your marketing strategy going in? Yeah, Go, going in it was just, you know, <laughs> 
I was really focused, and I mentioned this before, really focused on being on internal and getting things the way that I wanted. I had to build a good the foundation for us to handle what, you know, I figured what would happen eventually. So at first, no, I, I didn't say, hey, I'm the new guy. Uh, people met me eventually and, you know, got to know me and, and we've won a lot of the, you know, the customers over pretty well. Uh, but it's not something that I talked a lot about, no. Uh, it was just, you know, let's build this thing from, from the ground up, get ready for what's coming because it, it's coming. I'm really good at this. Um, what's... I mean, so like th- through all this, like what's been the most interesting thing to you? Oh, the relationships that we have with it, with the staff. You know, when somebody work, when you work in a kitchen, uh, no matter what, in, in in any type of food service, you know, it's just it's it's a lot of fun. It's high. It can be like Friday's going to be. A, I know your episodes air a little bit after, but Valentine's Day is always our busiest day of the year. Uh, and so today that we're recording is what February. Yeah, February 11th. So it's it's this Friday. Yeah, yeah. So like, what's going through? I mean, you know, it's the busiest day of the of the year. Like, we've been planning for almost two months now. So we have almost our entire staff is going to be in the kitchen or in the dining room or in front of the oven. Answer. I'll have a couple of people just answering phones (coughs) for four hours. Uh, Just hang up. You know, take a call. Another to the printer hopefully is going to be just going all day long. Uh, so it, it's something that we're prepared for. We honestly, we didn't do that great of a job preparing for it last year. Cause you didn't know or <laughs> no, what? I didn't You're know. like, ah, I, I didn't know. It's going to be another Friday yeah, night. Or I had no another idea. Night. It was right. It was a Wednesday, I think, Wednesday last night. year. And, and <laughs> I had no idea that, that, that this thing was coming. We do heart shaped pies mm-hmm. uh, and people love them and, <laughs> and it's great. It's a big hit. Um, but we're ready for it this year. It's and having it on Friday kind of sucks. Um, Cause we'd be busy on Friday anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah, I was curious. A lot of people are always gonna like, oh man, like when it's on a Wednesday, it's like getting a special it, it totally, busy night, right? right? It's, yeah, it's getting like a special four extra nights. Yeah, actually. Uh, so, so you know, having the staff going through busy nights. You know, the last couple of Fridays and Saturdays have been full tilt for you know four hours, and but once you get through, when you're in the weeds and that again in the restaurant business you know when you have mm-hmm. a lot of tickets hanging down here in the weeds uh when you're in the weeds for three four hours and then it finally ends and you know, you're you like you look around at each other you're like man we did that shit you yeah. know and it's like it. it's awesome it's so rewarding and it's a instant reward you're, you're hustling or working really hard cleaning tables washing dishes getting making pizzas and you know at the end of that it's such a cool feeling of camaraderie that you have with all the people that you work with that's the thing that's really cool. And for us that have been in the restaurant industry for a long time, that's that's the thing that we really like. We get addicted to it. It's hard to leave this business. Yeah. I'm curious, is the, is the busyness, is most of it in store or is it people taking pies home yeah. to? It's a good question. 33, almost a third of our business is takeout. Uh, so we have, you know, at Leonardo's Mill Hopper, we have two doors. This is like daily or Valentine's Day specifically? Every day. <laughs> okay. Um, I've turned on, and we use third party delivery companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year I didn't even think to turn those off. Um, so we're, you know, with third party delivery companies in the restaurant business has become a big deal. You know, they take a, a pretty high percentage of your revenue in order to, you know, to, to drive those extra How much? sales. Come on, Kyle, tell 28 me. 28 to 30%, you know. 28 to 30%? Yeah, um, and that's, you're talking about- Of bike. the order? 
Yes, correct. And, and like on, there's on usually the, a little bit of a markup. Yeah, don't they? Right? Do they mark it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yes, they do that. Like, no, no, I do. Oh, okay. you do. It. Yeah, they ask for menus. Um, you know, we submit the menus and the pricing. Mm-hmm. So for those places, yeah, we mark. Because otherwise, yeah. you. Well, make I don't think there's money. anything wrong correct. with that. I mean, right. no, of you're paying not. for the convenience. Pre- yeah, for a premium. Yeah. So yes, we mark it up. We mark the sales up. Uh, I hear they, a lot of restaurants like complaining about those services. Totally, it, as mm-hmm. a as an industry, you know, I read all the the pizza magazines, restaurant industry magazines, and yeah, nationally, it's a big deal. Uh, this is kind of a pivot. So, do you do you view it as like a necessary evil? Like, because you kind of you almost have to have for me your I, name I, in that I game. Do, but... and, and I think that for us, it's incremental sales. Um, it's sales that I wouldn't otherwise make. So even if it's ten or fifteen dollars, you know, when otherwise I'd be making twenty five. Um, it's still ten. Would or they have come it's, in? Anyway? It's still ten or fifteen dollars yeah. that it might not otherwise have made in profit, and it's keeping my staff busy. You know, it's so that you know they've got those five or six, whatever how, how many it is per night, extra tickets. Uh, so it's still you know keeping the kitchen moving. That's interesting. Yeah, and it's still. And that being said, too, it's still. I don't. You know, I've done it before. I don't want that extra layer of insurance, that extra layer of staffing for if I have my own delivery crew. Uh, you know, now you're talking about five or six more employees. So, you know, my workers' comp insurance is higher. My liability insurance is at the roof. You know, and, and now my, and my payroll is going to be higher too. Whether they're driving. You need or insurance? Not. I know a guy. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I know the same guy. He's a sponsor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, actually, that's. He was there on Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yep. Hi, John. Hey, John. <laughs> we, all know, we all know who John we're talking Dar- about here. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm, and I actually, I, I told John I was coming on when he was in for lunch on Friday. I'm like, I studied your episode, took notes and all of that. He's like, oh, His episode was really good, dude. Yeah, he's a smart dude. Yeah. One of my favorite guys. Real smart. I'm a big fan. <laughs> That's cool. So uh, I want to eat this pie. <laughs> you need another slice? Like an only pie, on yeah. Oh, this one? The dessert? Yeah, yeah. So this is made. Because you said, is this? Something yeah. that you added, you said, or we just we just got in on Saturday. But, all right, so this uh, is you know, pies yeah. abilities, right? They found Correct. me on Instagram randomly, and I was like, okay, cool. This place seems neat. It's really awesome. Um, here, dude, Sorry, thank you. Don't worry about cutting it, Colin. Just stick your face right in it. It's That's really good, good right? <laughs> so it's it's a crushed cannoli crust uh, with uh, you know, sugar ricotta, uh, and then all the toppings. There's a little orange peel in it too. Yeah, it's really good. All right, so like, we like to, uh, you know, talk about Gainesville, right? Yes. Like, this is definitely, yes. this, is, this is home, that's why we're doing this, we're building Correct. up this community. Um, I mean, what are, I mean, as a business owner now, somebody who has en- entered, good, entered yeah, this and like come in, yeah, it's very good, entered with a, you know, fresh perspective, you've been a business owner for two years now, like, right. you got this baby going. 10 years before. It's doing well, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So with this, so I mean, yeah, you've had a business here for a, quite a while, right? Um, I mean, what what are some of the things that you would like to see happening here in Gainesville? Right. I think one of the big challenges, and I and and it's I think it's similar to what we had at Leonardo's. Like things are pretty good, but our infrastructure is is tenuous at best. Um, so you think of the storm that we had just the other week, right? It was a little storm that blew through. Suddenly, how many thousands of people don't have power? So like when we, you talk a lot about trying to attract big companies, uh, large scale employers to here. So I think of just the three mile stretch between my house and Leonardo's Millhopper on West 23rd Avenue, right? So by Fort Clark um, in middle school. <coughs> 
that stretch of road there on 23rd Avenue, at, at, at its very best, it's, kind of, it's just embarrassing. And at the worst, like it's a dangerous pothole slalom course, right? So, and there are times if I'll leave my house at the wrong time at eight in the morning, it takes me 20 minutes to go three and a half miles. So how are we going to attract like real serious you know, big businesses to this town when we can't handle the people that are already here infrastructure wise? What, like what specifically for your business though, like would really help you as a business owner right now? For me? Um, Plastic straws? <laughs> no. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Sorry. So, no, it's funny. Uh, I, I, I switched, actually, if you want to talk about that for a second, <laughs> I, I switched to uh, corn-based compostable straws uh, over a year ago. I've been buying those. Um, I, I had just bought almost 9,600 of them. I bought a case in October of last year, and then a couple weeks later, the city brought us a letter. It was like, and it almost like said, Kyle, this means you. Uh, <laughs> those corn-based compostable straws are also part of the straw ban. So it, I was like, uh, you know, I just spent whatever, $250 on these things. Um, and now I can't use them. Like we give, we're giving them away as fast as we can. Uh, those were the best alternative to, you know, to Wait, So plastic. what made those part of this, the ban? The city doesn't have the right um, equipment to process those properly. So that um, so was part of the ban. So they were just out to get me. Is there they, an alternative they, to my straw not getting soggy? No, paper straws are the worst. So yeah. like when, so when your paper straw gets soggy, Colin, where do you think that glue is going? It's now in your drink. So now you're drinking that Chinese glue, you know, mm. in your water, or your soda. Don't use plastic straws. Just lift it's the cup delicious. to your mouth. Delicious. Right. Just lift. No, it takes like five paper straws. To yeah. Finish just drink. lift the cup to your mouth like a grown up. Right. That, yeah. That'd be fun. My only problem with that is I got a Slurpee the other day. I was super excited because they had a like a Dr Pepper Slurpee. You know, like the frozen Coke was Dr nice, Pepper, yeah. and I was so excited. The first thing I had to do was dunk a paper straw, and I'm super pro environment, like right. uh, <laughs> probably more than the next person. Right. And I got through. It's a tough guy. That much. Yeah. The, the dome of the cup before right. the paper straw split in two areas. And yeah. I'm like, this is bogus. Yeah, now you're drinking. My, and my plastic cup, yeah. by the way. Right, right. right. Yes. So the, that, the, it's been a challenging topic. Um, I would prefer people just lift the cup to their mouth. Right, for sure. Is there anything afraid that you're afraid of when it comes to your business? Yes, there are, are, there are macro things that I can't control, uh, whether it's a large economic downturn, uh, whether the price of cheese goes through the roof. Um, we just, there was a big price increase in green peppers that happened last week uh, because of uh, a freeze in Northern California. Uh, so the, those things, like things that I can control, you know, our operations, whether we're running a clean place, whether we give good service, you know, all those, those internal things that, that we can control, I'm not afraid of those at all. It's external things that are beyond me um, that are bigger than whether it's Leonardo's or any business. Uh, those are the things that I'm afraid of. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what happened to us at, at, at Wing Zone. You know, when your cost of goods triples, you know, what are you going to do? What can you do about it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because like when I was, even when I was speaking today, you know, one of the one of the students was asking me about uh, you know competition that kind of thing, and I'm right. like I'm like really like. We're at a stage where like one our competition is college students who are reselling their scooters. Right. And I even talked about, you know, the the tariffs and stuff that hit sure. us last year. Right, right. And I'm like I'm like, you guys 
I'm like, we had people, you know, the scooters that we that we sold two years ago for nine ninety nine right. are now twelve ninety nine. Right. <laughs> and the people That's that nothing we to do with you. Yeah, it has nothing to do with us. Right. And the people that we sold the scooters to two years ago are now selling their scooters for the same price that they bought it for. You know, they bought it for nine ninety nine. Right. They're selling it for nine ninety nine right. because the new ones are twelve ninety nine. Right. <laughs> so like yeah. they just used a scooter for free for two years. And I mean it's just like it's crazy thinking a lot of that through and be like, Man, right. and it's completely out of our control. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about competition too. Like for me, it's my competition is Publix. My competition is people take, having different eating habits. You know, maybe deep dish pizza go. You know, after fifty years, like next year is the year that nobody likes deep dish pizza anymore. So those are more external things that I just you know. Yeah, you're I, right. I, next I'm, year is the year. You better prepare for yeah, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're saving up. <laughs> Posted an all-time great January during yeah. resolution season. So right. you got to be doing okay. Yeah, doing seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. I but th- those are the things that, you know, it doesn't keep me up at night, but those are things that we try to prepare for. So, you know, we've talked about the infrastructure spending that we've done over the, over these first couple of years. So now I have that extra cash flow to prepare, you know, f- for those unforeseen circumstances that might come up. Where, where your location is, I'm just thinking about this now. You're, you're, you're right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness, right next to the GHF Women's Center. Right. You're right next door to Pure Bar, and there's an Orange Theory in the parking lot. Do you yeah. get a lot of people that just worked out, and they're like, sweet, now I can eat the pizza guilt-free? Yes. <laughs> really? They yeah. come in like yeah, all sweaty? The, the Pure Bar chicks are the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be me next time. I'm going to come like totally sweaty from a workout. From Pure Bar. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, probably yeah, not from Pure Bar, but, but I mean, hey, you, you did Pure Bar once, didn't you? Or Bar uh, Forte? Yeah, Oxo, Oxo Fitness, shout out to Brent. Yeah. Yoga pants on. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, one of the hardest workouts I've ever done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awful. Say so you joke, but I remember him uh, sweating about it. Yeah, I was like, well, was, bring, a, bring a boy to bar is what Brent called it. Nice. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, my, I couldn't walk for like a week. So. My cast. You got you to gotta reward yourself with some Leo's pizza after <laughs> yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. That's, that's right. for sure. You deserve it. Yeah. Seriously. Well, cool, man. We got to wrap up in a minute, but like what, like where could our audience, you know, find you? Where can they connect with you? You guys are, I mean, I, I engage with you on social media, like what right. are your social media handles, that kind of stuff. On Instagram, Leo's Millhopper. On Facebook, Leonardo's Millhopper. And Leonardo's Millhopper, uh, Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. Um, we don't do Twitter um, so th- those are the two places, social media wise, and then you know, come to our location on 43rd and 23rd. It's you know w- w- one of the things we talk about too is that anybody can make pizza, garlic rolls, but nobody could do what we do. Uh, we do a lot of three generation tables, you know, parents, kids, and their parent and and the parents' parents. Uh, we do those every day. When I left the restaurant this evening on the way to come here, there were four of those tables. Uh, and we've been doing that for 45 years. So yeah. that's cool, man. Come to the restaurant. Keep it up. Yeah. I, look, I look forward to like a recap at some point in the future and hearing like what the progress was, yeah. what what happened. I look forward to telling I, you, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be like, yeah, remember I told you I wasn't gonna expand. Now I got now we got, <laughs> got tw- now we got 26 locations. <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> that. Definitely. <fat. laughs> he's like, don't no, no, he's no, like, no. don't worry about that. So. Uh, well, awesome, you guys. Like, everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. whoa. We will see you later. Bye.